Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new edition of the EKN Outlap. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole in the virtual uh, EKN studio. It's episode 33 of the Outlap, our preview podcast, which kicks off our EKN Trackside Live, presented by Cooper Tires Coverage. It's February the 8th, 2022, into the second month of the year, and the event that we'll be talking about today, a preview for the final two rounds of the Supercarts USA Winter Series, the four-round program that runs at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires. We'll be heading down there on Thursday to cap things off with rounds three and round four. And again, if it's the first time you've listened to one of our preview podcasts, absolutely perfect for the trip home, a trip to work, trip home, whatever commute you're taking. Fire it up on the ECAN Radio Network. Download the podcast when it's available. A great way to get yourself updated and ready to go for the upcoming events. Uh, this edition of the Outlap presented by Skip Barber Racing School. Are you looking for the next step in racing? Go from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Racing School. Skip Barber alumni are champions in every motorsport series, including Formula One, NASCAR, IMSA, and IndyCar. Get behind the wheel of a Skip Barber Formula 4 car featuring 160 horsepower and a turbocharged engine. Our highly structured and competitive Skip Barber Formula Race Series is the perfect platform to start your racing career so you can fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. With equalized race cars and a focus on driver development, your driving skills will determine if you end up in victory lane. Learn more about the Skip Barber Racing School at skipbarber.com or call 866 866- 932-1949. So there you go, David. We welcome Skip Barber onto uh, the program as uh, the presenting sponsor of the broadcast. Big new uh, new partner for eCardingNews.com. But it's time to head back to Florida. It's still been super cold up here in Canada. I'm sure the same in Michigan. It's time to go back to some warm temperatures. Yeah, I just had a chill from how cold it is down here in the <laughs> Michigan basement that I am in right now. Uh, yeah, looking forward to what should be... Pro- near perfect uh, weather conditions obviously highs in the upper 70s to possibly in the low 80s but again you know it is florida it's miami there's going to be a chance of rain so that's that's going to be the uh the measuring stick of how well the weather is on the weekend is you know last last uh, month it was uh it was quite a a downpour we received and and the paddock you know, took the took the blunt of the uh, of the rain filling up, uh, you know, feet of water in certain areas of the paddock, and hopefully that won't happen again when we head down there this weekend. Yeah, we got hit pretty hard. Pretty hard. Uh, those of you who follow along with social media as well, you know how much water uh, got in there, and we we talked about it as well. It's you're you're only two miles from the from the coast from the Atlantic Ocean, so you're it's essentially just above sea level, and it just when they gets a ton of rain, it just has nowhere to go. So hopefully, again, you said just a chance of rain on Saturday, less both on Friday and Sunday, but beautifully nice temperatures, high seventies uh, throughout the weekend. Again, we'll head to Florida and the Winter Series, round number three and four of their four-round championships. We'll be, we'll be crowning some champions on Sunday. Uh, fifth season of the championship, David, began back in 2018. Essentially, it's like the spring training for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. Yeah, it's all IAMI, as we know, from micro and, and, and mini Swift all the way through to the shifter cart categories with the uh, IAMI 175 SSC engine or the KZ um so cool factor is, is all these drivers are kind of dialing things in and i think because of it we're seeing a couple of names that didn't run in january who are going to be running in february to make sure they're ready when we go uh, pro tour racing at the winter nationals in nola yeah select few are that were not at the uh excuse winter series event in january that will be here this weekend uh in february that are you know again we had a later start to, to last year we ended you know in december which uh, typically doesn't happen. Normally, we're done by Thanksgiving this time with the, you know the, the rescheduling of Super Nationals 24. It put everybody into December, and then a couple of weeks later, it was WK Daytona Kart Week, and the week after, it was it was we were in Homestead. So not a lot of turnover time. So you know some people taking you know that month of January off because they didn't have that in December. So um, I think you're going to see that you know. We're, we're going to have some notable names that are that are coming back to uh, to kick off their 2022 season, and uh, and again, uh, it's it like you said, it's the spring training. You know, it, 
there are, there isn't a lot on the line, uh, you know, with the, with the two events that we do have at the winter series, but it's a great way to kick off the season and get, you know, if you move to new chassis, new team, great way to get going yeah. uh, with that. And, and really just to get your season off to kind of a, a good start, you know, or, or, you know, some people are looking to, to rebound just from the January round and, and get going uh, that <laughs> way. True. That's true. Uh, drivers moving up in categories as well. Obviously, a great opportunity to kind of get in with the drivers you're going to be racing when we do go pro tour uh, racing uh, at the Winter Nationals. Let's talk about the venue a little bit. It is the AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. Uh, the track located just outside of uh, Homestead Miami Speedway down in the south of Florida. Last Back in January, we went in the uh, counterclockwise direction. This particular weekend, because Scoos has kind of settled in at the Homestead facility uh, for the Winter Series, we're going to go in the clockwise direction now, correct? Yeah, we'll go clockwise direction this time from right to left in front of us on the on the start finish. Uh, 11 turns in total. The track is seven tenths of a mile. It essentially is a parking lot uh, at the Homestead Miami Speedway, but they turned it into a racetrack back in the early 2000s. It's been there for a long time. The facility itself now owned by the Vantage Karting Group, the same group that owns the GoPro Motorplex. They bought it back in 2017. Uh, did some quickly did some upgrades to the track. Uh, you know, just vis- visually wise, they put a rental car facility in there as well. Overall, David Vantage Karting Group has really done a lot to kind of elevate karting in Homestead. And then just as re- recently, uh, over you know coming into the uh, the the Winter Series, they did a lot of stuff at the track as well to up- update some of the curbing, some of the exit areas. Yeah, that was one of the focal points was the curbing and exit areas uh, at for the racetrack itself. Uh, ter- what will be now the last corner has a uh, an extended portion of rumble strips. It was going to be grass. Unfortunately, a local event there tore up the grass completely. And so they decided to just pave it and, and put in the rumble strips directly. Um, but other points, I want to say six or seven different spots ac- around the circuit, they added uh, some grass strips to to help alleviate the uh, the drivers from exceeding the track limits. So that you know will be that that came into play the first weekend, and I think uh, you know going the opposite direction now. There's certain spots that will come into play there as well too, uh, with with the certain grass uh, sections that were added um, to the racetrack. And again, of, of course, I think the major point was the curbing. That was one thing that a lot of drivers, uh, were mentioning there, there wasn't the ability to just slam into all the curbs around the racetrack itself. So, so the new raised curbing, uh, helps limit, uh, you know, keep, keep carts again inside the track limits and from exceeding the, the, uh, the action jumping over the curbs as we, as we've seen in previous years at Homestead. So we're recording this Outlap Preview podcast on Tuesday morning. We'll get it, of course, as always, on the ECAN Radio Network first. Then we'll make it available as a podcast. Drivers are going to actually be on track for unofficial practice tomorrow on Wednesday and on Thursday, run by the facility itself. David Scusa taking control of the track on Friday morning with five rounds of practice. Give us a dial in of what we've got for the rest of the schedule. Yeah, the five rounds of practice on Friday, seven-minute sessions with a 12-minute session at the end to give uh, the competitors a little bit of a more of a pre-final to, to you know halfway through the final type uh, feel for the uh, for the racetrack on that day. Uh, Saturday and Sunday will be rounds three and four. You'll have warm-up, qualifying, the pre-final, which includes 12 laps for the uh, majority of the categories, 10 for cadet divisions, and then the finals will be 22 laps and 20 laps for the cadet division. So again, Saturday round three and Sunday round four action. And indeed, Sunday will cap things off. We'll crown champions in all the categories, and then look forward to the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. Time for our first break in the action on this edition of the Outlap Podcast. When we come back, we'll have a look at the numbers. David's been uh, able to get the, the entry list. We'll have a look at uh, where we are in terms of numbers in all the different categories we'll be running this coming weekend. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and Drive Services, 
Part preparation and driver coaching are available under the LEM tent throughout the season. Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and the safety gear you need to get you on the track. Visit shopakr.com for a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors of the sport to ensure all the latest equipment is available to you, the racer. With over 20 years in business and customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price when you need them. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Make sure to follow Acceleration Kart Racing on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials and new arrivals. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, a new episode of the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast. And of course, this kicks off our EKN Trackside Live coverage of the upcoming Supercarts USA Winter Series event in Homestead, Florida, rounds three and four at that fantastic facility in South Florida. Uh, David, let's have a look at by the numbers. Back in January, 220 entries. As we come in here, the pre-entry sitting at two, uh, 210. So knowing that some people don't end up pre-entering, it's a good possibility we could match or exceed the numbers that they had back in the opening rounds. Yeah, we'll note uh, a few drivers that uh, are not entered that we uh, have confirmation that will be there this weekend. So, uh, yeah, if you get a good 10 to 15 walk-ups, it could exceed uh, the the number that we set at 220 entries in January. So, again, overall, a solid growth uh, for the Winter Series compared to the last few years of the program. Yeah, uh, Micro Swift uh, dropping down quite a bit. They had 34 in the opening round, down to 26. Uh, just a slight drop in the Mini Swift category from 39 to 34. Increase, actually, in X30 Junior, David. We're going to have almost 40 drivers in X30 Junior. 39 pre-entry. Uh, X30 Senior, the same at 38. Lost a couple of the X30 Masters drivers, but you'll see if some of the locals maybe will come back in. It might, might just be the fact that the locals aren't entering and doing the pre-entering, only eight drivers in X30 Master, but an increase in KA100 Junior. Uh, yeah, well, let, I'm going to go back to X30 Junior. That is the the largest category as of right now with yep. X30 Senior, the second largest. So, a kind of a kind of a switch. That's you know we saw bigger numbers in obviously KA100 divisions throughout the year. Uh, the winter series has kind of been the opposite, which is which is shocking, but which is good because if if these are the numbers we are seeing right now in the winter series, hopefully we can see uh, the same amount uh, at the pro tour level, uh, both uh, you know at the winter nationals and spring nationals, and of course summer nationals are going to be big as they always are. But uh, it's it's boding well. But yeah, an increase in K100 Junior as well, up to 27, so nearly into the 30. Uh, driver range so not quite there yet but could get a couple walk-ups but a good increase there unfortunately k100 senior went down so the one went up and the other went down because they'll there'll only be 22 drivers right now entered but again walk-ups could be uh could help boost that number back up to where it was last month yeah an increase in both the shifter card categories up to eight for pro shifter eight for master shifter uh, a couple other guys coming in who weren't there at the opening round so David, we'll, we'll get some more shifters. It'll be 16 in total on that combined uh, race group. So uh, once we get down and talk about uh, the the pro shifter category, we'll see that there are some good names lining up to go racing there. Yeah, almost a double in uh, in from last month. So that's good. Again, uh, it, it it gives it. You know, again, I I keep going back to I think the winter series should just be one big race race weekend. Uh, it it just you know two month or, you know two weekends in two months it, it's just a little bit to get the series go get the season going especially for pro tour competitors 
and especially for IAMI competitors, it's just, there's already enough racing going on. I, I think if we had, you know, again, a one big winter, excuse a winter, winter cup event in Florida, get, get, get the factories back behind it again, get them coming over and racing, uh, with us, you know, because they're, they're racing nonstop now. So the, yeah. you can't get any international drivers over because they're, they've already started their, their program. So if we can get that before, uh, you know, they start, I think that that's going to be a win-win. Yeah. There's a lot of racing going on. I, I've talked to a couple of the team owners and shop owners saying, man, that just feels like the season's so front loaded, right? Especially down in Florida. Uh, we're essentially with the, with the Scusa winter series, the Florida winter tour, the challenge of the Americas, you're racing three weekends a month in January and February. You get rid of the Scuso Winter Series and tend to take March off, but then the USPKS starts up in March as well. So there's, again, three more weekends. It's a lot. There's nine weekends for some of these big teams that try to go both sides of the country uh, over over the uh, over the first three months. It, it's a ton for sure. But still, 210 entries, as we said, a potential to get up to 220. We'll see what happens with walk-up entries uh, when we get down to Homestead on Thursday and Friday. Otherwise, quick break. When we get back, time to start diving into the, the drivers we have. We'll have a look at the championship standings from all the categories as well. Uh, stay tuned. X30 Senior, KA100 Senior, and Pro Shifter will kick things off as we start previewing this weekend's Winter Series finale. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one -on -one coaching to take you to the next level. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group is an official Kart Republic race team, providing full trackside support at all the major USA karting events, including the Scusa Pro Tour, United States Pro Kart Series, Scusa Super Nationals 25, and other events throughout the 2022 season. TKG has in stock Cart Republic, IAMI, MG Novinko tires, and more products for those in Ohio and the Midwest region. Trinity Karting Group has a long history of the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. We don't just drive trucks because they're dependable workhorses that let us tackle icy roads all winter and tow a boat on the summer weekends. We also drive trucks because they're fun. And the Cooper Discoverer Rugged Trek is a truck tire made with fun in mind. Like any Cooper tire, the Rugged Trek is designed to do everything you need it to do. It's got stone blockades to protect your tires off-road and whisper grooves for smooth, quiet street driving. But with its in-your-face design, like the dual sidewalls that let you choose between two aggressive looks, the Cooper Discoverer Rugged Trek is also a tire that shows off your truck's wild side. It's the tire that's off-road party on the outside and dependable all-purpose Cooper design on the inside. Learn more at coopertire.com. Go with the Coopers. Welcome back to the EKN Outlap, our preview of the upcoming Supercarts USA Winter Series event in Homestead, the race coming up this weekend here, middle of February. David, let's start with the X30 Senior category. Uh, 38 entries in total, like you said, a, a massive field for X30 Senior, closing in that 40 mark. Uh, the drivers we saw scoring wins in the opening round. Eduardo uh, Villa was able to get the win in round one, but the driver who came across the line in the victory of round one actually came back for redemption in round number two to get the win for Paralyn USA. That's Alessandro de Tullio, uh, very strong. And de Tullio, of course, will drop a trot. Well, I guess he can't drop that first race, can he, a technical DQ. We'll see if he can still run for the championship. Nonetheless, he was very fast last time we were there. Yeah, currently sitting in sixth spot in the championship when you're not factoring drops. Again, he can't drop anything, so he's got to 
can you know, keep that uh, 100 point uh, total that he received in round one because he did actually win uh, yeah. the prefinal. So he scored maximum points there. Didn't quite get the pole position. Pole position actually went to Mateus Morgado, who was the runner up in both main events uh, on the opening weekend. And he is the championship leader heading into the weekend with a solid 111 points lead over fellow Brazilian Diego Ramos. Uh, so Brazilian 1-2 going in, but Mateus obviously having a, a strong advantage with those two runner-up finishes. So the only driver to be on the podium both days uh, in January, that's that's a great start. And again, if he can continue that uh, that pace in, in round three, that's almost going to assure a lockup for the championship for him. Uh, Hannah Greenmeyer sitting in third position in the championship, the uh, 2021 Pro Tour champion, 122 points back with uh, Villa in fourth. Uh, now, no confirmation on him attending uh, this weekend. I didn't okay. see him on the entry list for WSK, so I'm not quite sure uh, if, and I, I tried contacting him, not quite sure if he'll be there or not, but not on the entry list. So we'll have to see, but uh, Canadian Thomas Naveau sitting there in fifth, 128 points back. So Morgado has a good round in round three. Uh, it kind of helps keep him in the uh, driver's seat for the championship and uh, could be uh, could be an early lock for him uh, going into round four. We'll have a look at some of the other names we've seen here, too, that obviously kind of stand out for me, Marion Kremers and Ryan Norberg. We talked about the fact that Ryan Norberg taken the opening round of the Winter Series off. First time in the five years of the Winter Series that he wasn't there to try to battle for the championship. Marion Kremers, of course, uh, uh, factory Burrell art driver. We saw him at the uh, at the Super Nationals in the KZ category. Kremers will be running in the X30 senior class here. Just two guys that's good to see back, right? Good to see Ryan Norberg back once again. Uh, four-time Scusa Pro Tour champion, got the Super Nationals win that has eluded him for so many years. I, I like him taking a bit of a breather. I can understand being on the throttles as much as he is. Uh, but again, we expect him to be back and ready to, to battle for a race win this weekend. Yeah, we talked to him before, prior, you know, as the weekend got going and, you know, he wasn't missing being out there. And I talked to him at the end of the weekend and it was it, it kind of increased, you know, a little bit that yeah, he did yeah. kind of miss it. But, uh, you know, he was happy to be still be part of the RPG tent and uh, and trying to get the drivers quicker. And, and now that the, you know, the USPKS and Pro Tour are coming up next month, I think this is, a you know, again, not necessarily shake off for us, but just get back into that race mode type of mentality, getting out there and going wheel to wheel with with the drivers that he'll probably be competing with uh, throughout the season, both uh, both championships. I'll say something about uh, Alessandro de Tulio right after the opening round of the, the uh, Scusa Winter Series there. We were starting the Road to Indy E-Series, and Gustavo Yakaman, uh, who's the series manager of the USF Juniors program, said, you know what, you should invite uh, de Tulio. Like he's, he's, he's pretty, you know, he's, he's been potentially, he's been testing the F4 car a little bit with, uh, with pole position motorsports. Bring him in. He's a pretty good, I hear he's a pretty good sim driver. Oh, my God, dude, the guy's, the guy's fantastic. I think he, he, we had four, we did four races um, and he won at least one race in all four of the E-Series races in the Indy Pro 2000 car. So this guy is super good. Won again last night. We did one at uh, at Road America. The other driver that won, actually, was uh, Frankie Mossman. We'll be here this weekend in the Bendick machine. He was able to win one of the races as well. Uh, you know, Mossman, he's been pretty impressive, David, over the last little, what, three, four months. Was a factor at the Super Nationals. And uh, we'll see what he's going to be able to do here this weekend. Running again with Bendick. Yeah, it got, uh, got into the top 10 throughout most of uh, January. So, again, was kind of there, not really able to uh, to be among the front runners, but still good, good uh, you know, top 15, top 10 performances for him uh, in January. So sitting 11th in the championship right now. So we'll see if uh, he's able to improve on that. I actually just did get confirmation from Vila, uh, not going to be at Homestead. So, uh, okay. so that opens up the door. So... Uh, the Canadian could possibly move up again. That top, the battle for the top three in the championship will still go down to the wire. Aside, you know, depending on what Morgado does on on round three. 
Dave, let's talk a little bit about the big guns coming up from junior, our, our impressive rookies we've seen so far. Uh, number one, of course, the, the driver who swept the Super Nationals in the junior categories, Jeremy Fletcher for Team Felon, and Carson Morgan as well for Morgan Racing. Both those drivers, very, very impressive in the opening round of the Winter Series. Um, these guys are going to challenge for senior championships all year long, right? This this, this isn't a year where they're going to come in and just learn to get comfortable. These guys are going to be going for race wins throughout 2022. Well, don't forget Paul Bocuse and Noah yep. Baker. They That's were actually it. the top rookies in January. Uh, they are sitting eighth and ninth in the championship right now. Uh, Bocuse, I think, actually has the best result of those drive. No, Fletcher got a, uh, a top five on Saturday, but uh, Bocuse was right there with a, I believe, a sixth place finish on Sunday. So, again, uh, yeah, a number of different uh, junior rookies our senior rookies that uh, that are looking to uh, kind of make a name for themselves early on. Yeah, the drivers, I think you should probably, we should probably throw out there that they could be good. You know, uh, We know that Nate Cicero has the speed to be, of course, able to run up front uh, in this category. We've seen him win before in the 100cc KA100 class here on the Winter Series. I think you bring Paulie Massimino into the discussion as well. Uh, you know, Louis Westover is coming over to run with Solo Kart USA. Didn't have the best run. Uh, at, in January, but we know we, we've seen Louis been on the podium before for Solo Kart USA in the in the Winter Series. So I look for him to kind of dial things back in. Well, if it's wet, Westover is going to be quick. As he showed when the track was wet for this category, he was among the uh, the top contenders right away. So he loves that wet weather uh, racing. Uh, Tyler Wettengill actually moving yeah. over to the X30 Senior Division this weekend. So we'll see if he's able to uh, to provide a little boost under the Trinity Karting Group tent. I'm thinking a couple other just to throw out there again, thinking if they're going to be top 10 or not, and they probably will be, or we'll have the speed to do that. I'd say Cole Morgan and John Burke, two other drivers that I think could probably fight up front. Maybe even throw a Cole Kleck in there as well. Yeah. Again, number of different drivers that are going to be uh, in the hunt, but I, I think you have to look at Tulo uh, being the, uh, you know, having that local knowledge again, very fast opening month, just got that uh, unfortunate disqualification in tech on Saturday. I think he'll he'll be the, the driver that uh, that everybody will be keeping an eye on for sure. Let's move over to KA100 Senior, 22 entries in total. A significant drop from what we had uh, in January, which is kind of intriguing to me. Uh, 22 in total, as I said, pre-entries. Uh, uh, we already talked about Carson Morgan and how strong he has been coming out as a senior driver. Debuted, of course, at the Super Nats, battling it out with his brother Cole. Won both races, David, back in January. Leads the points by 128 markers over Aiden Rudolph. Uh, for PSL Karting and Speed Sports Racing Park. He did a great job, I thought. Uh, uh, Aiden Rudolph, kind of a breakout weekend uh, in, in January for Aiden. Well, first senior race for one. That was, uh, again, we, we're getting uh, a number of these younger drivers showing well. Again, four uh, or three senior rookies in the top five in the championship chase right now with Morgan Rudolph and Jeremy Fletcher. But Rudolph, yeah, had to overcome some carburation issues during what was the uh, the wet weather race on Saturday. Uh, looked like he was going to be out of it and was able to charge forward and get back up onto the podium. So uh, two podium finishes for him to go alongside with uh, with Carson Morgan's two wins. So uh, those two drivers are certainly the uh, the top contenders in the championship. Unfortunately uh, for Rudolph, Morgan's got a sustainable lead with 128 point advantage going into the, uh, the final two rounds. Yeah. All it takes though is one, you know, one, one issue and you're, and you're out. That's the, probably the big thing. And, and that's your, that's your drop. So you never know what could happen. Nicholas Turlucky had a pretty good, uh, opening weekend as well. He's third in points, Jeremy Fletcher, fourth, Nick Bruckner, uh, in fifth. Good to see Nick back with us. But David, in your notes here, you're saying Bruckner, not yet a pre-entry. Yeah, Bruckner's out on the entry list, and I have not been able to get a confirmation uh, from him yet. I sent a message this morning, uh, nothing back from him, so possibly uh, unable to compete. But again, could be a walk-up uh, entry for him. But yeah, you mentioned Nick Turlecki. Uh, he, you know, you talk about having trouble. He had that trouble on Sunday in the wet weather race. Was uh, positioned to be on the podium, and yeah. then uh, I believe contact or something mechanical happened to where he was unable to finish. So he's already got a drop going into the final two rounds. So if he does come in and, and you know, steal a pole position, win pre-finals, it could, could kind of certainly help him get back into the championship chase. Let me just throw a couple other names out here in the KA100 under senior category that I expect to be talking about when we go racing. And once again, we'll be with, I'll, I'll be with uh, Xander Clements and the cart chaser crew 
uh, with the live uh, video broadcast throughout the weekend. We'll, of course, be streaming that on the EKN Radio Network as well. So if you do have the EKN Radio Network app on your mobile device, we'll have the live stream through there for those of you who don't have the opportunity to watch the live uh, uh, show. Uh, I'm, throw, I'm going to throw out Josh Holtz, uh Connor Ferris, and Finnegan Bailiff as well. I think those are two, three drivers we could potentially see up front. Yeah, along with uh, Peyton Phillips, who's sitting sixth yeah. in the championship, uh, Texas uh, Sprint Racing Series champion, actually finished uh, fourth in the wet weather Sunday main event just behind uh, Rudolph as they were fighting for the uh, the final spot on the podium. So a little bit of trouble for him, I believe, was was part of the contact uh, in the main event during the, the, the lead group that saw uh, Cole Morgan and Fletcher and collected uh, Peyton Phillips as well as Connor Ferris in that uh, little melee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I expect to see again. This could be you know five, six, seven, eight cart lead pack uh, all weekend long, depending depending on the weather, of course. Yeah, I'll throw Gia Cicero in there as well for Rawls Performance Group. She's uh, been very quick down in, in Florida. Uh, Dave, let's go to the Pro Shifter class now to cap off this segment of our preview outlap uh, podcast here. Eight entries in total in the Pro Shifter category. Uh, we're losing a couple drivers that we saw in the opening round, but a couple other ones coming in, uh, including A.J. Myers. Winners of the opening round, though, Billy Musgrave and Alan Isambard. Uh, Isambard, the local driver, knows the Homestead facility really well. Dude, he comes in as the point leader over Musgrave by four, uh, 15 points. Yeah, that victory on Sunday certainly helped uh, his cause towards the championship, able to uh, to outlast and outgun Musgrave there in the main event on Sunday. Uh, Musgrave uh, was the dominant driver for much of Saturday, aside from not getting the uh, fast time in qualifying, but went out and won the pre-final and final. So only 15 points separate those top two drivers in the championship chase. Third and fourth place, Slavic Putian. Pushatin. Pushatin and Gian Torino. Uh, they will not, they're not on the entry list. So we'll have to see if there'll be walk-ups uh, fifth place, Annie rule sitting uh, 128 points back. She's scheduled to, uh, to be competing in the uh, eight cart field. But uh, again, some good, some notable names coming in AJ Myers, the uh, reigning pro tour champion, Calvin mean coming back uh, to race some shifter cart racing along with Kyle Kennedy and uh, Canadian David Greco. Um, yeah, I just check it. I was just checking here to see whether or not, uh, that Danny formal potentially is coming. I, I, I think, I think he's supposedly coming to the race. I don't know. He's, not, he is, he is. And did he, did yes, he not he entered, is? not entered, but leading edge motorsports and formal himself have confirmed that he is racing. So I'm not quite sure why he's not on the entry list. So good, good to see some of these guys coming back like a Calvin Ming too, that we haven't seen in a, in a little while. Yeah, he was pretty good in the S2 or Pro Shifter 2 category yep. there when he did run that one season of, of, of shifter cart racing. Uh, a lot of car experience as well, too. Uh, I believe he did, what did he do, USF 2000? Yeah, yeah, he ran, he was a USF so, 2000 uh, driver. So he's got a lot, of, a lot of racing experience behind him. So he could be, again, lives in lives in florida so knows the the home track homestead track so uh he could be a factor but uh you gotta i think aj myers is going to be the bullseye i think everybody's knows uh you know saw his performances last year and if formal is for sure going to be there again we're only 99 percent sure that he's going to be there uh you know that you know those will probably be the two guns along with uh musgrave and isambard yeah, we may end up with 10 to 12 drivers and pro shifter we'll see what happens there Again, these uh, guys that don't enter drive me crazy, especially when we're trying to do a preview podcast. Especially uh, when their social media says they will be there. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, well, I'm coming, but I'm not entered yet. Right, but I'm right. not entered yet. All right, folks, uh, another break. When we get back, it'll be X30 Junior, KA100 Junior, X30 Master, and Master Shifter. Those previews after this quick break. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perlin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perlin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perlin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIK FIA 
Asia-Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Parallel has been winning races all over the world. And it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. Fast, fair, and fun. Ignite Spec Karting offers you all of that at an affordable price. And the all-new IgniteKarting.com website provides you with the information you need to fuel your passion for kart racing. Ignite Karting is a spec kart that features the Margay Racing chassis with a Briggs & Stratton 206 engine and a Hoosier R80 tire. Everyone in the junior, senior, and master's classes utilize the same Ignite K3 kart, which puts all the emphasis squarely on the driver. You can race the Ignite package from Margay at the local, regional, and national level. Special events for 2021 include the Ignite Majors, featuring events at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, Quincy Grand Prix, and Newcastle Motorsports Park. Those in the Midwest can enjoy the regional-based Ignite Challenge Series at tracks in Iowa, Missouri, Indiana, and Illinois. Local club programs have been established in Idaho, Texas, Nebraska, New York, Ohio, and Florida. All the information that you're looking for on events throughout the country and on all the Ignite car packages, including dealers in your area, is available at IgniteKarting.com. Get off the couch and on the track this year. Ignite Karting. Fuel your passion. Welcome back to a new edition of our EK and Outlap podcast. We are previewing the upcoming Supercarts USA Winter Series finale, rounds three and four at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires. Uh, X30 Junior, man, this is was a bit of, of a surprise, the, the amount of entries we get. I think some people may be not, taking that January off after having the Super Nats in December. They're coming back strong here in the February race to dial things in for both the USPKS opener and the Pro Tour opener in, at, at, uh, at New or uh, in New Orleans. 39 entries. Winners of the opening round, David, were Sebastian Weldon and Stephen Miller. And Miller really was one of the guys that was such uh, you know, a spotlight star down there in, in different conditions. Miller was very quick. Uh, he ends up leading the points by Weldon by 30 coming into the finale weekend. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, story going into this weekend. Again, Miller having the uh, the local knowledge was was the the star on Sunday in both junior categories and ended up winning in X30 junior. And uh, it, Sebastian Weldon, lots of track time at, uh, at Homestead as well, too. Uh, they are the certainly the uh, the top drivers in the championship. But don't forget Max Garcia sitting right now in fourth, only 34 points back. So you have the top four separated by 34 points. And that includes Mateus Orwella, who is uh, sitting third, but will not be in Homestead. He is actually racing with Parolin Racing, uh, Parolin Motorsport in, uh, in Italy with the uh, WSK Supermaster event going on this weekend as well. Yeah, I would love to have seen him in the fight, but you're right. 34 points separating the uh, the top three. And, of course, one drop will happen. We always talk about that. Uh, P5 in the championship right now, Michael Costello, 117 back. So he's probably already has a drop race that he'll want to use. David, let's let's see what else we got. We got some other drivers coming in. We got some drivers potentially moving up here as well. I know Christian Miles uh, coming in to run here in the X30 Junior category as well. Yeah, that is a confirmed entry and confirmed on social media as well too. Good man, good man. <laughs> as uh, as as they are actually making their way down to uh, to Florida right now from Illinois. But uh yeah, Miles was uh, again one of those uh the top drivers in the X30 junior division, got his first year under his belt in KE100 and then moved over to X30 last year. So, uh I expect him to be uh, among those in the top 10 battling uh for sure on the weekend as well. Uh, Jensen Burnett making the move up into the X30 junior category as well. Burnett on the parallel. We'll see him in action as well. We mentioned Costello already. Uh, how about another driver, David, moving up here into the X30 junior class? Because I don't think he ran X30 junior on the opening weekend. Was that Caleb Gaffarin? He did not run 
junior in January. No, did he? he ran both ran both categories last well, uh, last got, month. Yes, he, he had the issue in turn number, I guess, two right when he hit the wall uh, in the in the finale of the second. Yeah, weekend, was second race. was among yeah. the uh, the the top uh, contenders on Sunday. Actually, made contact with the wall that uh, took him out of the race on Sunday. And yeah, nobody saw uh, that. Nobody saw that until it came out in the video. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm gonna bring that up, right? Uh, I didn't see it. Remember, I'm called. We're called the action. Like, why is Gaffer off in the middle of nowhere? Well, we well, had no idea. It happened on the exit of turn one that you can't really see yeah, yeah, uh, where yeah. people are sitting on the outside of turn two. So, yeah, it, it makes sense. Uh, and again, that could have been when your tent was flying off or something like that. As <laughs> that, well, is true. that is true. Um, but no, it did finish fifth. So uh, sitting 14th right now in the championship chase. Mm. So essentially out of it, possibly, you know, more than likely out of it for the championship, but has the ability to certainly contend for uh, a podium spot both days. Oh, two primary guys that are going to challenge for the championship in the Pro Tour who are not in the top five in points. Aiden and Grada for Speed Concepts and Max Garcia, uh, who's running the Will Power Cart under the Trinity Karting Group tent. Those are two guys that are, are obviously going to be fighting. I think Garcia actually won a club race this past weekend. Well, uh, Garcia's sitting fourth right now, so he has a chance oh, to be in the me, championship. Sorry. Yep, yep. He's, it's okay. He's 34 back. Yep. I'm trying to juggle a couple of things. Here. Let's talk about let's talk about Ingrata though. But Ingrata, yeah, he had had the disqualification on uh on Saturday. He was part of that wild last lap finish that saw Weldon go from third to first because it yep. was Garcia and Ingrata that got together on the exit of the final corner, going off into that new grass section with Ingrata doing a little extracurricular activities at after the checkered flag, which resulted in disqualification. So um that's an unsportsmanlike driver conduct, if I recall, or it could just be contact. Contact. That's something we'll have to uh, yeah, again right. kind of address when we, uh, you know, again, the rule book's always changing with Supercars USA, so uh, we'll have to double check on the disqualifications when we go into uh, Friday into uh, at, at Homestead to uh, confirm. But a runner-up on Sunday, so possibility depending on a drop yeah. or not regarding disqualification but uh certainly will be a, a factor all weekend long for that was, a, that was a fun race back in january when that was that you know because uh, ingrat had worked his way all the way through and got it got himself up took that lead defending down into the final corner and a little little touch there from garcia they both go off into what was grass I, th I think it was probably mud by that point uh, on the mm, outside of the It was more, the yeah, it was kind of mud. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not as bad as Sunday, but yeah. No, no. <laughs> and a beautiful over-under, of course, by Weldon to be able to come through to take that victory. It was an, This was a really up-and-down kind of chaotic category throughout the weekend uh, while we were there. And Grada, of course, does have the speed to be able to work his way forward. Uh, other, You know, another driver I want to bring up only because I, I, I think it's cool to see what he's been able to do here. Of course, the driver who won the championship last year. Uh, in the mini category, moving up Dex 30 Junior. That's Enzo Vidmontiana on, on the Bennick. You have your points in front of you, David. Where did where did Enzo end up after the first? Yeah, he's uh, top top rookie. Well, Mateus actually was top rookie, but now with him out, it'll put uh, Enzo Vidmontiana as the top rookie, sitting okay. seventh. Got a a top five finish on Sunday. Yeah, so there you go. I think definitely a driver to watch again making his debut uh, coming out of the mini category. Let's go to KA100 Jr. I'd mentioned that Gaffer actually was strong there. I, I did forget about the incident that he had uh, in, uh, in, the, in the X30 Jr. class. Gaffera, uh getting the win in the opening round back in January. Stephen Miller, who I said was really one of the impressive drivers throughout the entire weekend uh, in the opening round of the Winter Series. He was the other race winner. 27 uh, entries in total. Not a big lead, though, for Gaffera and the points. Austin Jurs was kind of his equal throughout the entire weekend, was right there putting the pressure on Gaffera. Uh, only 10 points back. So this is definitely going to be a fight throughout the entire Saturday and Sunday main events. Yeah, Jurs, the only driver to be on the podium both days, both recorded days. a second place on Saturday and then third on Sunday with fast lap bonus points. So essentially two runner-up finishes if you if you look at it in points uh termin terminology so only only 10 points separating so qualifying and and fast laps in both races both rounds are going to be pretty crucial in this uh championship chase but luke welcome another florida driver uh only 108 points back so finished second on sunday so has the opportunity to possibly come in as a championship contender depending on what he can do and what the results of gaffera and jurors do on round three
Yeah, Valentino Garbarino there as well. He's only a point back from Luke Welcome. And even though it sounds like it's you know 108 and 109 points back, you know they've got they've got a race that's not as good as Gaffera and Jers and their consistency. So one of those could be a drop race. So all you have to do is come in, get on the podium a couple times, and you could potentially challenge for the championship. And the same goes for Stephen Miller. He scored the win, David, in uh, in Sunday's round. He's 120 points back. But if he as long as he get does better than he did on Saturday. Uh, in January, this is a guy that could fight for the championship as well. And as you noted, all five drivers on the uh, on the entry list. Yeah, Valentino and Miller both finished uh, top five both days. So, you know, good, solid finishes. Uh, Valentino was actually third on Saturday. So, uh, again, good, solid finishes. I think, yeah, Welcome is the only driver in that top five of the championships who didn't finish in the top five both rounds. So actually finished, I think, six on Saturday. So again, these these are the five drivers that are going to pretty much decide the championship. David, just scroll through the uh, the entry list there. Anybody else you want to throw out there? Uh, you know, it's it's a good solid field. But it, yeah. again, number of uh, uh, Ayrton Grimm making uh, a return back to the racetrack after taking January off. So he'll be in the uh, K, making the move up to K100 Junior uh, this year, Ava Hansen, another driver who wasn't uh, trackside in January with Team FMS. Yeah, former EKN uh, driver of the month last year, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, and then another rookie, Reagan Seville, you know, yeah. again, racing under the PSL tent with uh, Alan Rudolph Racing Academy uh, aboard the Burrell Arts. Uh, we'll see if he's able to kind of improve on uh, after a, uh, a somewhat solid, uh, you know, comfortable opening weekend in January. Yeah, that's what I think too. I had him highlighted on my spreadsheet as well. Uh, let's go to X30 Master right now. Uh, eight in total, Michel, uh, Michel Garrido and Danilo Romaljo, the two drivers getting race wins. And of course, not surprising, they're up top in the points right now. Uh, uh, Romaljo just 22 points behind Garrido as we come into round three and four. Pro Tour champion Mario Barrios was kind of in the fight the entire time as well. He's 55 points back. Luis Schiavo did not have the easiest of weekends. We know he has the pace to potentially win races. He's 80 points back. And Diego Rodriguez, David, 140 points back. But as you've noted, uh, we will not. Well, at least he's not on the entry list heading into this event. Yeah, not on the entry list. So we'll see if he's a walk up only 140 points back. And again, this category, all of those five drivers finished in the top five both rounds. So uh, these will be the, uh, the drivers to kind of be in the championship chase uh, going into the final weekend. Uh, Dan Breitenstein, a driver we've seen do a lot of four-cycle racing, jumping up into the X30 Masters class. We'll see if he uh, got a good feel for it. Maybe did some more testing between that last race, and we'll see if he's able to dial things in here with Risa Racing. Actually, uh, the the only United States driver. Oh, no, two United States there, drivers. Is there two? Field. Sorry. Yep, sorry. What else, what else we got? For Tom, uh, oh, yeah, Gerstner. Tom Gerstner. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's go to Master Shifter now, similar to X30 Master. Eight drivers in total. Uh, one of them not entered, although we just confirmed it as we <laughs> ripped, ripped on him before this podcast. Uh, <clears throat> the winners were Ken Schilling and Skitchy Barnes. Uh, Scott Barnes from Bermuda, the driver, said driver who has not yet entered, although has told us that he's coming. Uh, Barnes with a 115-point lead over Johnston uh, Irwin. Uh, Schilling in third, Farchak Bagari in fourth. But David, there is a couple of drivers that have come into the uh, the Masters class that I think are going to shake things up. And one of the really, really fast drivers from uh, from last year, uh, Freddie Remrev for LD Racing. I think he's going to be a guy to watch. He'll probably be the guy people are chasing coming out of the gate. Yeah, actually, it looks like he's going to be racing aboard a GFC cart. So I we know uh, how how well that that chassis performed out in Tucson for the Challenge in America's opener. So uh, getting to see the GFC on the East Coast a little bit here with uh, with Freddie doing that. Uh, and then uh, a driver slated to race last month, but was unable to, I, you know, due to illness, I think was Patrick Otto Madsen yeah. uh, aboard the Formula K. He could be he could be another factor as well on the weekend. And some motorsports, you know, focus their, their their karting component of their company. They're, you know, they're a sports car racing team as well and a, and a sports car experience uh, program. They do all their karting at Homestead. So Patrick Otto Madsen's got a lot of seat time uh, there. He'll be on the Formula K. We know how good that chassis is as well. So, yeah, I, I think you throw Madsen in there. You got Freddie Remrev. Of course, Scotty Barnes is coming back again. I think we're going to see a pretty good three to four driver battle up front. I like the way things are shaking up uh, for this master shifter category. Yeah, we might even see we might even see a split start now. Ooh, we might. 
you're right. Well, Barnes, yeah, Barnes took def, definitely took full advantage of the combined start because he qualified so much better than everybody else in the Masters category. He found himself like running, you know, third, fourth, and fifth early on in those races and was able to kind of use that to stretch away. If they go split starts, that could change things a little bit. No? Certainly. Yeah, without a doubt. You know, yeah. if they don't, that'll certainly, you know, again, bottle things up because, you know, again, you get the uh you know the mash the fast master drivers mixed in with the uh the the back markers in the pro shifter division it's uh it gets could be a little interesting uh we'll see what happens i'll tell you freddie remrev was definitely the match for scotty barnes uh, last year this could be a really good battle here for the second rounds uh, of the program uh one more break actually yeah final break in the action right here when we come back we'll talk about the mini swift and micro swift class and then we'll wrap things up for this edition of the outlap In 2019 marked a new era for the Cartlift brand, the company that Tim Coyne owned and operated since 2003, one with a long tradition of quality products for the karting industry, was purchased by Ted Fashing and his business, Stockholm Karting Center, in October of 2019. Stockholm Karting Center, Inc. has added the Cartlift brand to their very successful Triple T Race Products brand that has been fabricating parts for the drag racing industry for the past 25 years. We're small enough where the owner answers the phone and every call is important to us, but we're large enough to get the job done. We pride ourselves on the quality and personal customer service that we provide on the phone or at the track. Cartlift stands, as you know, can be found at racetracks all over the country. If you race alone or if you're a parent with a cadet or junior driver, let our one-man winch lift make your race days easier. Position the hooks under the rear bumper Push the button and your cart is raised into position and you're ready to go. We have traditional cart stands, single upright storage stands, cart lift stackers for storing two carts at once, tire changers, and skid plate kits. Cart lift stands are available at the finest cart shops around the country or you can order online at cartlift.com. For more information, give us a call at 877-777-8020. That's 877-777. 777-8020. Get a cart lift and leave your crew at home. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market, but when you're carting to win, it boils down to one thing, you, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, and you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Allen Rudolph, with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. The Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, Head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Welcome back. Final segment of our preview podcast of this coming weekend Supercarts USA Winter Series event at the AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. You see that, David? I'm starting to get that down. That's a, that's a lot, that team, that, that track name. It is. It's a lot of words. It's yeah. It's a lot of sponsorship. Uh, It's a lot of presented and, and naming rights. And I feel good about it though. I feel like, I feel like I nailed it there. You just got, yeah. You just got to keep working at it. Kind of like you're driving. That's that's solid right there. Good. good Got to, got to get the banter in. Got to get hurt a little bit. Uh, Mini Swift and micro Swift to cap things off. Then there's one thing we didn't talk about that we'll hit at the very end here. Uh, yes. 34 entries. You know exactly in total. what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> 34 <laughs> entries in Mini Swift. Uh, Oliver Weldon doubled it up back to back jacks for Weldon. 
uh, for J.C. Carding at the opening round uh, rounds of the Winter Series. He has a, a pretty solid lead right now, 167 points, 171 points for Keelan Harvick, who uh, made his mini Swift debut at the Scusa Winter Series. Carson Weinberg and Salvador De La Vecchia, that's the top five in points. Uh, this is interesting, David, because, I, as I said, Championship Sunday is when we crown the champions. A sweep for Weldon? On Saturday, does he does he clinch the championship? You've got the spreadsheet. Well, yeah, I mean, he, that's essentially right? what he nearly did the first two rounds. Yeah. Fast lap both days was the only points he did not gain. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a possibility. Again, depends on the on the results of Johnson and Harvick, but uh, uh, yeah, a, a victory, at least maybe even possibly a victory. You know, three straight wins. I think that'll essentially lock up the championship for him. Uh, because again, no, no other driver could, could match his win total. So even if a tie does happen, uh, you know, the points are probably going to be in the favor of Weldon. So, yeah, I mean, that's Weldon's got the bullseye on his back for sure. Uh, going into round three and, and all weekend for sure. Let me throw this out and we'll get it. We'll get into it in a second. I think this category may be the deepest in terms of talent. Uh, cause when I go through the spreadsheet, you know, I'm highlighting guys. I think I want to talk about. There are a lot of drivers that can run top 10, top five here. You just never know who kind of dials it in, right? Who has the right package or the right feel. Or when it's talking about mini, who's in the right mindset for the, the young drivers as they kind of mature through the category. Um, you know, we throw Isaac Malkit. He's into the hunt right now. He wasn't at the opening round. I know that based on your notes that uh, Carson Weinberg wasn't on the pre-entry list, but I think I saw a note come in on, on EKN's, uh, <laughs> on one of our messengers that, I think Weinberg's will be there, but uh, but we're not on the entry list. Dude, I, I literally, I think I've got probably, I want to say 15 drivers highlighted who could, I think, potentially run top 10, top five. Well, certainly the top 12, I'm, I'm looking at the championship standings and the top 12 in, yeah. in the championship for sure. You know, we've already mentioned the top five. Luis Umana sitting sixth, Asher Osteen in seventh, Max Christia in eighth. Jim Mateo Rousseau in ninth, Sarah Bradley in 10th, Pathan yep. Serapon in 11th, and Lucas Palacio in 12th. So uh, a number of them recording top 10 finishes, if not one, at least both rounds in January. So uh, those, those, yeah, that's a good top 12 right there uh, that, uh, that could be uh, fighting for podium positions all weekend long this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and I'll throw in both of the Tobo brothers, Ethan Tobo and Jackson Tobo, right? Ethan was on the pole. Uh, at the Super Nationals in in micro, we'll see how they step up into the into the mini class. Tyler Roberts, another driver for Parallel USA, we've watched be super super impressive and super super quick. And did you mention did you mention Asher Oxstein yet? Yeah, sitting seventh. Yep, it's seventh in points. So man, there's like literally, I think I've got 15 drivers uh, lined up here. This is we're gonna this is gonna be a ton of fun to watch. And again, it's all about how the drivers come out of the gate, getting settled in. You know, maybe that if the team gets the gets it dialed in on, on the chassis itself. I just, I think it's going to be a crapshoot on who's going to be top five. Yeah. The Roberts one is interesting because he wasn't in, in the, at the uh, event in January. So yeah. this will be his first 2022 event. Uh, see, you know, if, if any, any rust is there, but uh, he's certainly a top 10 contender. Well, a lot of track time available. So if you got the rust, you can shake it off pretty quickly. Uh, let's go to Micro Swift. As we said, Oliver Weldon with a, a really good shot at getting this championship locked on on uh, on Saturday. He knows this racetrack. It's the home track for he and JC Carding. So he's definitely going to be in the fight. 26 entries in the Micro Swift. And just like Oliver Weldon doubled up in mini, really, David, in January, it was all Alessandro Trucheau for Peril in USA. He was out front. Kind of, I'm pretty sure he swept the entire weekend, right? Got all the max points. Perfect points. Yeah, that's what I thought. Rounds. Yeah. Now he got chased a bit by his teammate Rocco, Rocco Simone uh, on Sunday, but otherwise two shows coming in. Same thing. Uh, both of our cadet categories could be locked in on Saturday. Yeah, it could be. Again, that's the, uh, you know, the situation when you have a two weekend uh, program such as this, you know, no bonus points, you know, for a second weekend with, with Supercarts USA. You see that in some other programs uh, to kind of help entice, you know, the drivers to come back for round two, but the numbers are, Art dropping in that so they keep it uh you know straight up and you have the one round that you can drop so if you do happen to have a bad round on on the opening weekend you can come back and and complete that on the second weekend and and for Trucheau, he's hoping that uh it's the same as what it, as what it was in january with him out front the entire weekend uh never challenge never relinquish that top spot all weekend long 
Yeah, Benjamin Fernandez, third in points. Ashton Woon in fourth. Cameron Marsha, fifth. All five drivers uh, coming back for rounds three and round four. Ashton Woon coming off a victory at the Challenge of the Americas, David, out in Tucson. Uh, and for a young driver like that, you know, you get that momentum, that kind of confidence built in. I got to think that Woon, Woon could be uh, a, another guy could potentially go for, for race wins this weekend. Yeah, it was, you know, was in the mix for uh, for the podium both days, finished uh, second on Saturday and just didn't just missed out uh, on the podium finish on Sunday, finishing in fourth. So certainly has the the opportunity or the, the pace to be uh, a contender for the victory. It's just, uh, again, getting that clean air in the micro division certainly helps. And so qualifying will probably be key for Woon to be able to uh, to battle for that top spot. Well, there you have it, folks. That is the wrap-up, the preview of all the categories set to go here to cap off this year's winter series of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour. I mean, Supercarts USA program, the essentially spring training for Pro Tour. And not surprising, we see a couple of drivers come in for this February round that may have taken January off to kind of, you know, press the reset button a little bit, as David had said earlier, the uh, Scusa season going all the way into the first week of December uh, with everything that happened, the COVID uh, change, all the issues at the Rio uh, so really, a lot of people, I think, press that reset button for January. Coming back here for February, the Pro Tour getting started, of course, for the Winter Nationals. USPKS getting started as well in, in March. So let's kind of wrap things up here, David. The one thing that we didn't bring up at the very start was the return of pushback bumpers. This will obviously be something that, you know, they tried it uh, the opening rounds. I got a lot of, lot of people asking me, hey, Rob, what did you think? You were there. You called the action. There were no pushbacks, the opening, you know, for the first round of the, the winter series. What were your thoughts? I myself thought that the racing was, was just same or as, you know, as clean as it usually is. Saturday, the starts were super clean. It got a little uglier on Sunday. Like people remembered that the fact they didn't have pushback bumpers and maybe kind of got, you know, a little more aggressive. We saw more wrecks in turn number one and two on that opening circuit. I did hear a lot of people, though, David, complaining that, you know what, I, I, I was against pushback bumpers, but after I saw what happened this weekend, now I'm on board with it again. I think Scooza got a lot of feedback. It seemed to me, from what I saw, the racing was pretty much the way it normally is, uh, but it should be interesting as we come back to pushbacks for rounds three and four. Yeah, there was nothing drastically that stood out in the January weekend without the pushback bumpers uh, that, for me, personally, I would bring them back. Um Again, it just could be the overall complaints or comments that uh, Supercarts USA received regarding it. Um, again, we were looking at the 220 carts that are on the racetrack, not just one cart on the racetrack or the 10 that are under your tent or the five that might be under your tent. So not quite sure. You know, again, we haven't really heard the feedback that was given. We just saw the announcement and the, the, the news published about it. Um, so it's quite interesting because... I didn't see any difference in racing in Florida that I saw in Arizona for Challenge of the Americas. Yeah. One had non didn't have pushback and one did have pushback. And so I'm not quite sure, you know, what 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 triggered the, the move, but uh it, it's done and and I think we'll, you know, we'll get some feedback on it Friday when we get trackside a little bit about it and uh and just move forward from that. Well, indeed, if it, if it was customer feedback from parents and team owners saying, "Hey, we appreciate the opportunity to, to have the the op- to, to try it, you know, just to, to give it a little run, um, a trial," but you know, we would rather have it back if there was enough feedback and Scusa goes in the other direction. I think that's a good call for them. Listening to your customers. Uh, one thing, David, I think the USPKS brought this up, and I'm I'm assuming that it'll be put into more active use in in the uh, Scusa program as well. well. We'll pin down Tom Kutcher as soon as we get trackside on Friday. But are they making a move to have one or two people dedicated to just looking at video? Because that's, I think, one of the things people said, right? If, if we're going to have pushbacks and we get these activations of the pushbacks because somebody brake checked me or you know, I was involved in an incident where I wasn't taking somebody out. So why should I be penalized five seconds? Here's the video of how it happened. I want this overturned. If, are they doing that? Because I think that's what US, USPKS is doing if they but, are, right? But USPKS doesn't have video. They're using onboard where Supercarts USA has the video system yeah. to to look at that. Yeah. Again, so I I it, <laughs> it doesn't make it, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, it's 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 what they've been again. I yes, yeah, so we need more information from Supercarts USA on this to well, to understand the reasoning. Really, yeah. that's that's what it boils down to. 
the only issue is that if you're going to review a particular driver, you can't come into the area because you know, they're, they're trying to, they're trying to, the video marshaling for the race as it's happening as well, right? Now, we know they go back and look at a lot of stuff that happens between races or at the end of the day. But I have to think that if you were to bring your video in that showed exactly when it happened was because a driver brake checked you or someone spun in front of you and you hit them because they spun in front of you, that's something that should be overturned. If you're going to do that, it's a, it's an extra level, another layer of officiating to have somebody there to do that. It's going to put potentially more time, even a time delay or whatever it may be in setting grids. But if, you know, if that's something that the Scusa decides to do, we'll have to find out whether or not they do that. And, and we'll, we'll maybe update on how that works. Talking to some of the uh, the drivers. Well, it's funny because I'm, 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 I pulled up the Scusa rule book and it hasn't been updated since December 21. So I'm not quite sure where all the pushback information has been published or, or removed, you know, um, that again, I, yeah, I, I, I didn't see any announcement regarding, uh, welcoming videos. I don't, I believe they do look at videos when they're, when they're, when they're, um, looking at protests, but again, I, I don't know the the full ins and outs regarding, you know, protests of pushback bumpers with Supercards USA. So I can't say much more about it other than the fact that they they took away pushback and they brought it back. (laughs) Well, when we get trackside on Friday and David, I'll I'll do the one minute flat. David would fire up his Paddock Insider uh, editorial series on the website. Your first topic is going to be. What the hell's going on with the pushback bumper? How are we dealing with this? So that'll be the first thing, David. Put put that on the checklist. It's for, on the uh, checklist. It's on the checklist. <laughs> and indeed, uh, make sure to follow eCarding News for the entire 2020, uh, 2022 Scusa Winter Series finale. Uh, follow us on all the social media. You know, As you know, we use Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we do our top 10 updates throughout the, uh, the weekend of all the sessions on the racetrack. Uh, easy to follow us with, of course, the hashtags, hashtag EKN at Scusa, hashtag Scusa Winter Series, and we'll also use hashtag AMR Motorplex as well. Uh, again, I'll be with Cart Chaser throughout the weekend, Xander Clemens, for the live video. If you can't access the live video, we'll be streaming that audio through the EKN radio network, either on ecardinews.com slash uh, radio or the EKN radio network app that you may have on your mobile device as well. Lots of opportunity to follow along everything that's happening at uh, this coming weekend's finale for the Supercarts USA winter series. Again, big thank you to the skip barber racing school for presenting this edition episode 33 of the EKN outlap. We are done flights happening on Thursday. We're heading to Miami time to cap off this year's winter series. We hope you enjoyed this edition of the podcast on behalf of David Cole. My name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.